So today marks our 50th episode since launching the podcast last fall, and it lines up with our nomination for the Listener's Choice Award on Podcast Awards. We're pretty dang excited to be a part of this and honestly need your help. So we want you to pause this recording right now, head over to podcastawards.com to sign up to nominate the third place podcast. You can find us under the society and culture section after you sign up. And to make it fun, if you send us a screenshot of the nomination, we will give you a personal shout out on the following episode. David and I didn't plan to start a podcast, to be honest. We really fell into it and wouldn't know how to stop even if we were told to. Over the last 50 episodes, we've met some of the most moving people with stories and initiatives that are truly built on curiosity and humility, foundations of this third place. And because of our listeners, we're able to host awkward conversations in a safe place. So we want to say thank you. It's truly our honor to hold these conversations for you to listen in on. And please, please go vote for us at podcastawards.com under society and culture. As always, be very well. Today on the podcast, we're joined by Beverly Horseman and David Lapp of Braver Angels. With passion still high following the 2016 election, 10 Trump supporters and 11 Clinton supporters in South Lebanon, Ohio, came together and began what is now called Braver Angels. The goal was simple. They wanted to see if Americans could still disagree respectfully and just maybe find common ground. Some thought it wasn't likely, and they proved their skeptics wrong. Republican and Democrat, native-born and immigrant, these Americans liked each other. But first they had to hear one another's stories. Black and white, Christian and Muslim, these Americans could appreciate each other's opinions. But first they needed to see where these opinions came from. They could listen to each other's points of view once they saw one another, not as stereotypes, but as neighbors in a country they shared. The first gathering was successful. Everyone agreed this needed to be just the beginning. Politics is tough. It always has been. American politics is competitive, thrilling, frustrating, and infuriating. The stakes are high. Issues are important. Outcomes matter. This is why we care and should care about our politics. But do our politics have to be demonizing? Does it have to bring out the worst in us? Do our politics have to destroy the goodwill of our society? And is the dehumanizing of our fellow Americans something we should accept? At Braver Angels, they do not accept this division, and they reject the normalizing of this extreme polarization. Their mission is to bring Americans together to bridge the partisan divide and strengthen our democratic republic, looking for common ground where it exists and, if possible, finding ways to work together. We welcome you to explore the third place with us. It is an invitation to the gray space, a space where deeper connections are fostered through challenging, challenging, empowering, and and engaging dialogue. You will walk away with a deeper understanding of self, equipped to engage with others in life's complex conversations. Thank you for listening. We invite you in to the third place. So welcome, Beverly and David, to the Third Place Podcast. Just so happy to have you with us. If there's any organization that embodies what the Third Place is all about, it's it's Braver Angels. So 
We first discovered Braver Angels through an article that was outlining the work that you're doing here in the state of Ohio. Right after the election, it was in the Cincinnati paper, just about this organization called Braver Angels that was really trying to reach out to the Reds, reach out to Blues, and kind of bridge the gap between these two. And I just, you know, took a huge breath of relief in that moment to know that there were people that saw value in both sides. So just thank you for that work. But there was a, a virtual event titled Depolarization Workshop, and and that was here in Ohio, and I couldn't believe it was in my home state. And And yeah, and so we reached out and just are so grateful to have you on today. Thank you. It's really good to be here. Yes, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> so let's start you know, just explaining first off to the audience, what is Braver Angels? And then what is your role with Braver Angels? What is your role in the organization? Yeah, this is Braver Angels is, we're a citizens organization committed to bridging the partisan divide and strengthening our democratic republic. So we're very grassroots. We're uh, a volunteer organization uh, uh, that is assisted by a small paid staff. I'm one of the few people that's part of the paid staff. I work from my house here in South Lebanon, Ohio. And we put on workshops and debates to bring reds and blues and others together to build relationships with each other so we get to know each other, uh, to clarify any differences because there's going to be differences between us and you know we just have to accept that and to find any common ground that does exist so we can acknowledge that and and work together uh, on that so uh we are not we're not trying to change each other's minds about our politics we're seeking to better understand to listen uh, to have a space in which i can speak my mind you can speak your mind we both listen to each other with curiosity we have a, uh, you know, some basic structure to facilitate that conversation. We have volunteer moderators uh, who are trained to to do that, and we're a membership organization. So we have members in all fifty states. We have over seventy five alliances. These are our versions of of chapters, and each alliance has a red co chair and a blue co chair. So in Braver Angels, we use the parlance of leaning red, leaning blue, or other. Leaning red mean, you know, I lean conservative or tend to vote for Republicans. Lean blue, uh, I lean liberal or progressive, or I tend to vote for Democrats and other, meaning I don't lean either way. Personally, myself, I lean red. Of course, there's all sorts of shades of complexity with that, as, as it is for most of us. But yes, yeah, so we bring together people from all across the spectrum. You know, I just did a podcast with uh, somebody uh, a, a black man who voted for Bernie Sanders and a, and a white man who voted for Donald Trump. And they had their points of difference, but they also found points of common ground. And so that's what we're interested in with Brave Angels. Yeah. And what's your role, Beverly? Um, I'm a volunteer state coordinator. So I had the opportunity to join Braver Angels actually in 2018 and started as an in-person trained moderator and uh, felt that that was probably the best use of my skills once I retired to be able to take my training background and use that. Um, but soon accepted the role of, of state coordinator. And as David mentioned, there is a small paid staff at National. But one thing I'm really, really proud of is, is the percentage of volunteers is in the 90% tile in terms of how we do this as an organization. So it lets you know the the passion and the commitment that is behind what we do at Braver Angels. 
Um, and that is an amazing amount of growth since the organization was really founded in November of 2016, which is a very interesting story, David, we'll have to share with you. But um, the, I work on a state level to, as David mentioned, grassroots. So we build alliances and we have four active alliances in Ohio right now. And I'm really excited. We're just about ready to start a brand new alliance up in the Cleveland-Akron area. So my primary role is to support the alliances with the grassroots work that is done by citizens on a local level. And then I facilitate and help with uh, workshops. So David, as you mentioned, the Depolarizing Within was something that we hosted for um, the state of Ohio and all of our Braver Angel members, as well as other participants. So that's my role. And then my third role is to really bridge with National and everything that National does to support us um, with tools, workshops, et cetera, et cetera. So that's where I come into the picture. So. Wow. I mean, that sounds like such tremendous growth from, you know, really 2017. It's only been four years. And to go from, so was it started in Ohio? Am I right on that? Yeah. Yeah. What happened was it was, uh, so my colleague and fellow co-founder, David Blankenhorn, he's the president of the organization. He lives in New York City. He had the idea for uh, the organization and and doing something to address political polarization. And this was in 2016, the summer of 2016. He asked me if I would wanted to help start it. And I said, yes, but we still didn't know what we were going to focus on. You know, there's political polarization. It didn't start with the 2016 election. It has a, this has been decades in the making. And it's not only in America, we're seeing it in, in Europe and a lot of other places in the world too. So uh, we, but, you know, the 2016 election was happening, and obviously there's a lot of polarization around that. And so it was just a couple of days after the 2016 election results, uh, and uh, David and I were talking, and we said, well, let, let's try to get together 10 people who just voted for Donald Trump with 10 people who just voted for Hillary Clinton. And I said, you know, I'd organize it here in my neighborhood here in South Lebanon, Ohio. And so we got together three weeks later, and we called our friend Bill Doherty, who has a uh, who's worked – as a family therapist and uh, done a lot of work in mediation and and he helped put together design for it. And that was our first, what we now call our Red Blue Workshop. So yeah, that was in uh, November 20, that was in December, 2016. Uh, and that started right here in South Lebanon, Ohio. And after that workshop, we said, well, this is the, you know, this is, this is what we're gonna do, you know? And people started finding out about it. And they started asking us, could we do this in our community? And so it was just a matter of us just responding to the interest once people started finding out about that first workshop here in Ohio. And then after we had a second workshop in Ohio ever in the nation in the spring of 20, 2017. And that after that, uh, you know, people said, well, let's, let's start, let's keep the conversation going. Let's form a, let's form an ongoing local group here. So that was our first ever Braver Angels Alliance. So yes, roots in Ohio and, and now a, uh, a national organization. Talk about the, like, it's so interesting because I feel like it's the opposite of what I'm going to say is what I would have expected, but it's like the path of least resistance. Like you were literally just going with uh, responding to the desire. And Beverly, you mentioning the, did you say 90% is volunteer? At least that, yeah. <laughs> That's like, um, immediately I sort of experienced two things, like a big exhale because I was like, oh, you know, and this like sense of hope because I think that in itself 
really puts to bed this this idea, I think, that right now all of us are feeling like people are more leaning into confirmation bias and and the, the division is growing greater and greater and that people are not necessarily wanting to heal it, I think, because media really obviously leans into the the big gap. And, you know, just hearing that in itself makes me feel a lot of hope and like, actually, no, I think we all really are looking for that commonality. And I think that just that volunteer number in itself is a testament to that. Yeah, I think that, you know, you you said the common ground idea is is really what what is driving so much of the conversation. And I think that that is so amazing because to me, it always seems like whenever um, we take deeper dives into finding out, you know, why we have so many differences or our approach to solving different social goals the, it's it's like we're different in how we think we should. And in fact, we have so much in common with what our goals are. Like how, we all want good jobs. We all want better healthcare systems. We all want really great education for our kids. We all want to pass on legacies. So I love just being able to find that because I do think so many of us have way more in common than we do have in different. I think the, the encouraging thing for uh, myself was because of being involved in the organization to, since 18, you, the tremendous growth. But this is something I am so extremely proud of and couldn't be more honored to be part of this organization as our world changed in 2020. And uh, we all experienced that in March. In April, the volunteer network came together with the national leadership and we took Every single event that we did that was in person, everything was in person, <laughs> really, basically, and moved it to Zoom and moved it online with a primarily volunteer organization and support from national. And we were fully functioning with our first workshops being held nationally in June. And so that was an amazing process to be across because that could have seriously been a death knell for our organization. But what it says is the need. There is such need out there that people and and we have our, our membership has burgeoned with that. And for a small example, you mentioned the depolarizing within, David, you know, that we were talking about. So when we launched that, that was the first statewide Zoom event that we were doing with COVID. And in three and a half hours, after that article went out through the Cincinnati and the USA Today Network, that workshop filled and capped at 250 within three and a half hours. And we quickly moved to offer a second workshop uh, a week later, and we capped again at 250. So that tells you that people are just wanting to understand, how do I do this? You know? <laughs> And, 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 and it starts with not pointing the finger. It starts with it, your own journey. <laughs> you know? What am I doing? You know, I, I'm, I mentioned to you right before we got on the call, and I think many of our, you know, everyone here that's listening knows that I own a coffee roasting business and it's designed to help people open coffee shops. That's kind of our focus as a business. And nearly everyone that opens a coffee shop is, they do it with this idea of how do we create safe places for deeper levels of relationship. And, you know, so when we talk about like as a business, how to create these safe places, you know, it just comes up so often when I describe, you know, we all know what politics looks like today, why we need more safe places. Like I very much believe that we need many more coffee shops and coffee shops could be a way to even help 
with this kind of conversation and just bringing up politics. I always see everyone's shoulders just go down in a slump because we're immediately thinking of family members or friends and and very visually people come to mind that we have strained relationships with. To me, I don't even think it matters where everybody falls on the spectrum. We all have damaged relationships uh, over this past, I don't know, five years. And it's it's hard. It, it, it really is painful. Yeah. I mean, regularly people join Braver Angels and come to our workshops because they say, you know, I've I've had a friendship or I've had strained relationships with family members that, you know, I don't talk to people anymore. You know, I haven't, I haven't talked to this person in the last for a year because of our uh, differences over politics. And that, that grieves us. And, you know, how can we, how can we fulfill the, the promise and the aspiration of America to form a more perfect union if we're that divided? And obviously, there are there are important principles and there are important things at stake here. It's not that we should, you know, we always say, you know, when you come to Brave Angels Workshop or when you join Brave Angels, don't forsake your activism or whatever, you know, whatever that is. Because um, activism on behalf, uh, you know, whether it's for whatever the cause is, that's important. We're, we, it's important that we work for justice and, and, and the good, the common good. But also, we think that getting to know each other better, that that could help us to work together for uh, a more just America and a more uh, an America that is cooperating more and so that we can have, you know, more uh, just policies. And it's always surprising to me, I know, the extent to which um, it's not even just centrists who are interested and finding common ground. It's people who you would think of as, you know, some people would say extreme, extreme conservatives or extreme progressives. Though many times those people are, are interested in talking with somebody who differs and trying to find common ground. I'll give you one example. It happened here in our one of our Ohio alliances. So we had at one of our early meetings, we said, you know, let's talk let's let's see if there's an issue where we can find some common agree ground on. So bring your issue to the next meeting. And so one of the people, he's he's a Tea Party member, and he, he stood up and he said, I'm really concerned about the influence of money in our political system. And he has this idea for how to address it. And this uh, Democratic-leaning guy is sitting in the, is sitting there listening to this. And he's like, wait a minute, this is what, he's stealing my talking points. This is what I'm going to talk about. And uh, so the names are Rob and Bill. They formed a friendship and a relationship over there, I mean, they're very different. I mean, Rob would describe himself as a strong Democratic partisan, uh, and Bill would—he he has his roots in the Tea Party. So, but that's the kind of you know interesting, surprising things that emerge when we get in the same room and there is a structure that's built for uh, curiosity and finding common ground. So, I mean, we could have eased, just as easily had that meeting and left that meeting completely divided over the question of. I don't know, pick your, pick your, you know, divisive issue or divisive topic. And we do address those topics and we do, we, we take them head on. But we also think there's something to be said for giving each other a chance and listening for the surprising areas of commonality that might emerge. Yeah, when Beverly and I first spoke, we talked just so much about the power of language. And I think one thing that you mentioned at first, um, too, that you guys really encourage is 
is that usually a lot of times I think finding commonality comes from that maybe you can break down the language that left-leaning or or um, blue-leaning versus red-leaning uses because it might be saying the same thing or coming from a similar intention. It's just purely a, a distinction in the words that we're using or the way that we're saying it. That to me is also such a piece of the structure that you guys bring to the table that I think is important that it helps people find commonality just by that. Yeah, absolutely. And as I think somebody said, many times the values are the same, but the strategies and the policies for how to achieve those values uh, differ quite a bit. But the values and the goals are often the same. Yeah. And I just think it's so important to like really say this again, too. It's that to not change minds, but to just better understand. We talk a lot about curiosity being paired with humility. And I think that that really speaks to what you were saying, Beverly, about like, it starts with your own journey first and how cool that, you know, you're surprised by the fact that you thought you would be attracting more of the the middle of the road. And in actuality, you're attracting everyone. It shows that there's just something approachable about that. I, I want to ask something really quick that Beverly, you said this too, and I loved this and I've actually used it in a different, a couple different contexts. You said it would be nice if we were out of business. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it, I think it speaks for itself, but can you expand on it even just a little bit? Because I think that it's really powerful and kind of like a slap in the face in the best way. Well, there wouldn't be a need for us if our, if our country was depolarized and we would be able to see each other's humanity and have civil discourse and be able to accept our sides, even though we have different strategies on how to achieve stuff and, and, and disagree. So if, if we were at that point in our nation where we could do that, there wouldn't be a need for braver angels and our mission because our mission is working with individuals, uh, you know, we're trying to understand the other side, you know, working in communities <laughs> and working in politics. And if those areas had fixes to them, if we could go back to our humanity and out of our silos and just really look at each other again and use our two ears and our one mouth in that order, then I think um, it would be wonderful to say there is no longer a need for braver angels. <laughs> so <laughs> pretty simple, but pretty profound. Well, and I think one of the, the things that you just said that I just want to sit and hold with is just to see the humanity in people. Like there's this foundational belief. If we see the human in someone else, that means we see value in someone else. And I think that there is this like, when I hear you say that, I hear this space where I hold value for you, right? And that's part of the humility conversation. But, you know, I think one of the things that's really just broken my heart over, especially the last couple of years is red sees blue as enemies and vice versa. And blue can see red as enemies. And I'm like, no, no, we are all Americans. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, another thing I've noticed too, is that there is the, the sense of being alienated from the political system, from the, the powers that be the sense that our political leaders, that Congress isn't working as well as they should. And that, they don't deserve our trust. I mean, that is a very widespread sense. You know, you just look at the, you know, the approval ratings for Congress. It's like, what, 10 to 15 percent? Yeah. If there's any one topic that unites us all, that might be it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so there's just this widespread sense of, you know, 
we the people we the people need to be taking leadership in this country to have a say in our political system and there's oftentimes as in the example i gave earlier of the tea party conservative and the democratic activist a concern for instance about the influence of money in politics and that i think there is something that you know it, there can become i think uh, a destructive polarization just kind of like railing against the elites but not really understanding that there are people who are elites there are people who are in the in our political leadership class and they oftentimes want to do good for our country as well i mean there are profound issues of corruption yes but oftentimes there are people who are elected to congress and in and in media and elsewhere who want to do good but you know the 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 relationship between kind of the everyday american and the your political leader or your leader in media you know, we've become so fragmented and we just don't know each other. And there's a sense there that we, the people, you know, whether we're black, brown or white, Democrat, Republican, independent, that we have to take ownership of, of our country. It's government of the people, by the people, for the people. And I think there's something there to really work with mm-hmm. and, and build on. Yeah, it just sounds like it's like not only giving grace to the other in regards to however you lean politically, but also to those that you're engaging with that are actually representing us politically. And, you know, I just want to point out really quick so that everyone that's listening knows this, but Braver Angels does not just focus on political polarization. You you really talked to a wide variety of polarization. Isn't that right? Yeah. So one of the things we have a one-to-one conversations uh, where um, any two people can go online or in person and we have conversation guides. We have a black and white conversation guide and a rural urban uh, conversation guide in addition to a red blue conversation guide. So yeah, and then we have, uh, we're developing a workshop that's called depolarizing conversations about race. Because obviously, the conversation around race that is very polarized. And many of us struggle with how do we talk about this in a way that I'm likely to be heard and that I'm listening in a way that the other person feels likely to be heard. So yes, we we have workshops and avenues to address those issues as well. So Beverly, being that you really, you know, play this role as a mediator, right, on many occasions and bringing these these workshops together and sort of holding that space, like what have you seen as some of the most successful tools to navigating the dichotomy and and finding the the common ground? I think one of the things that is the cornerstone of Braver Angels is our red blue workshop because we focus the very first session on stereotypes. And so we really try to identify stereotypes that people have of each other. And once you can start breaking down and understand the stereotypes, we start bringing the humanity back in to what is going on. And I think when we look at that and bring the humanity back in, then it allows us to be able to open up and look at other aspects of it too. So the depolarizing within, which you can look at yourself to see how am I contributing? So maybe rather than looking at the other person and saying, oh, this is your fault, you know, or I, I want to, you know, I want to be able to talk to them. Well, maybe you need to be able to listen to them. And so that depolarizing process really starts the, you know, process of what I mentioned earlier of two ears and one mouth. So how do we actively listen, which is involved with what David said with the with a guide. So you're going to see a commonality through everything that Braver Angels does, whether it's our workshops, whether it's our mission and approach, whether it's our events, 
there is this common thread that goes through that's that's looking at bringing our humanity back in again and then looking at how we can respectfully begin to to listen and then skills for bridging the divide is really looking at how do we talk to each other and uh, and again i have to rephrase what talk means because when you're only talking then you're not accomplishing anything it really starts with asking questions you know how did you how did you arrive at that conclusion or what makes you feel that way or what brought you to that perspective and when you can start doing that then you can begin to look at where we have common ground just like the example that david used earlier we had two very different parts of the political spectrum and yet they had a common aspect they wanted to work on so if we can listen and find that and look for that so that's that's that isn't the most exciting from, thing for me organizing events in ohio is to see that there is real interest in figuring out how we do that family and politics takes all of those together and really tries to help everyone figure out how do we have these conversations within family and if we can figure out how to have it in family where the emotion is so extremely high in about a 30 second point then then we should be able to move it outside of family even and, and move it into other circles so yeah and that was going to be kind of my last question uh, and and david earlier you mentioned how some of these tools are built for the one-on-one -on -one conversations um, and i love that like i heard of a practice someone introduced to me that i've tried to embrace is like if i if i'm a republican to ask my democrat friend or family member Okay, I'm a Republican, but how do you, how can you help me become a better Republican through your eyes? And then asking that question, obviously, in the other way too. Okay, I'm a Democrat, but can you help me become that better Democrat? And just even by reframing that question in that way, all of a sudden it like disarms it, right? That second half of the question is more likely to be asked because you ask like, I know that you think this way that's very opposite of me, but can you help me be the better version of what I'm trying to be? Like, how do I embody that? And all of a sudden it just disarms everything. So that was a tool that I randomly came across over the last couple of years. But for the, the question, Beverly and David, to you both, like, I know that we all have these individual relationships that are all coming to our mind right now is that those guys maybe the best thing to do you have something that we can braver angels is the resource where we can download that how do we find the work because i guarantee you i mean i'm in this boat anyway i'm ready to go download it because i have a person in mind that i want to have a hard conversation with yes well go to our website braverangels.org because everything is is listed there and when you become a member and we keep dues very very low um, but when you become a member, you even can get deeper into our website. One of the things that I'm so proud about Braver Angels is we're very careful not to copyright things because we, we look at the fact that people are going to honor why this has been put together. But you can sign up for a one-on-one -on -one conversation. You can register which one you want to do it to. We'll, we'll match you up within the United States or you can identify who you'd like to do it to yourself. And you can download that guide. And um, all of our workshops are there on a calendar. So you can look and see, we're gonna be doing one here in Ohio for family and politics in October, but they're all throughout the United States and you can participate because via Zoom, there's e-learning modules. Um, I'm so proud that we want to give our, our tools 
out to people to use. And we do ask that you follow our method. And we do ask that you become aware of our mission and our approach because that is critical to the success of any of these tools that are there. But um, all of it's available. And again, I, I encourage anyone to, to look at us and I encourage you to join because the amount of information that you can get to help yourself on this personal journey is uh, is there and we want to provide it. So, David? Yeah, no, I mean, just to reinforce what you just said, Bev, I, I do think that the one-to-one, -one, uh, you know, whether it's a, we have the one-to-one -one red-blue conversation, if you're talking about politics, we have a one-to-one black-white conversation if you want to go into that into that but that is a great place to start if you're you know whether it's a friend or a, maybe it is a friend you know you went to school with or you haven't seen in years and you know you're divided over politics and you're like i don't know how to bring this up you could say hey um i you know learned about this resource uh for having a one-to-one -one conversation it's just an hour they give us some questions and and we could meet over zoom or in person to talk how about it and so it could be a way to, to reconnect with somebody. And additionally, we do have, as, as Beverly alluded to, there's some uh, modules on our website when you become a member uh, for skills for bridging the divide. So just basically, you know, and we, we think of it a lot to set at Thanksgiving time, you know, when you're getting together with loved ones who uh, may, may be different from you, how to have one-to-one -one conversations in those settings where you're learning some basic skills for how to how to speak your mind, how to say what's on your mind in a way that you're likely to be heard. And we have some skills for that and some skills for listening in a way that the other person is likely to be heard. So just some basic skills that, that you could use, whether it's the workplace or your family, or, you know, friends or whatever that um, we have on our website as well. This is, this is also great. I have like, you know, I know David said one last question, but of course I, I have a thousand more, but I'll, I'll just ask one. I'm wondering, so being that we're co-hosts of the third place and, you know, your mission is what you're trying to work through. Oftentimes we get in situations where we're, you know, we're constantly talking about leaning in with curiosity and humility. And sometimes it's hard to always come from that place. So I just wanted to ask if either of you had, you know, anything to say on that where, you know, people come to you and they're like expecting that, hey, Beverly, you're supposed to be able to have a conversation with me. You're the expert at this, right? And David, you, this is your business. Like you should be able to embody this 100% of the time, right? But clearly, I just always want to acknowledge that, um, has, has anything like that come up for you? And is that ever a struggle? Let's, Let's just say for myself that um, I learn so much every day that I am a, a much better braver angel on May 5th than I was on April 5th that I, <laughs> than I definitely was on May 5th, 2018 or 19. This is a journey and it, and it's simple things that we learned growing up as children about respect <laughs> and it is one of the hardest things to do so yes um the biggest thing i've learned to do is when i feel things anything starting to escalate is i just start breathing deep and i don't say anything um so that i try to get back into my braver angels mantra and um but i will tell you you never get there you just keep working on it <laughs> mm, but that's yeah. my humble opinion david <laughs> yeah i mean definitely for me i mean i recall uh, Kuyar Mustashvi, who's the 
blue co-chair of the Southwest Ohio Alliance. He and I, we were we were driving to the Braver Angels convention in Virginia a couple of years ago. This is our big annual national gathering where we all come together. And, you know, it was like a six hour car ride. So, of course, we got into, you know, we got into some of the stuff and he's blue. <laughs> he leans blue. I lean red. And, uh, you know, QR and I, we, we do have a lot of common ground, but we got into talking about the issue of abortion. And it's something where I identify as very strongly pro-life. He identifies as as pro-choice. And we just really got into it. And we just, you know, we just really see the issue differently. And it was hard for me. And it is hard for me to go, you know, not interrupt, uh, not raise my voice and not just think, Kuyar, you, how do you not see this? You know, let's not be completely frustrated. And to acknowledge, to acknowledge that for both me and Kuyar, this is a huge issue of justice and we see it differently. Right. Uh, and that can be really frustrating. Um, so yeah, that is one, um, that's one example that, that comes to mind where uh, it's really hard for me mm-hmm. to, uh, you know, to not just to say, okay, QR, I understand where you're coming from. I can, I can respect where you're coming from, even though I think you're really, really wrong about, about this issue. And he the same way. <laughs> um, so yeah, lots, lots of examples like that for me. Yeah, I think like what you said, I think it's a, a muscle that no matter how much you've practiced it, you're still going to have those moments, right, where something feels so clear and and a matter of justice. And I love how you also said like that it's not about dropping your activism, though, too, right? That that, that Exactly. That, I think that that just came up for me again as you were speaking. It's like, well, it's not like you're not asking them, him to or, or her to or right. – or vice versa. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, that, that's absolutely the idea. I mean, if you're an activist, you know, and, and Black Lives Matter, you know, some conservative leaning people would say, wait a minute, you're Black Lives Matter. You can't be. You can't be with Braver Angels. And then on the other side, you know, somebody might say, um, well, you know, you're protesting at the um, at the abortion clinic. Well, wait a minute. You can't be with Braver Angels. And we say respectfully, No. Most of us have profound issues, areas we passionately care about and see it and we're going to disagree. And we just, I think, have to, you know, we see through a glass dimly and we have to do the best we can to to respect each other's working for justice as we see it and to come together with curiosity and better understand each other. Well, I, I know I can speak for David and myself that we just feel this is the tip of the iceberg. And <laughs> yeah, I have like... <laughs> How many more episodes I know. do we we'll, do? We'll make this a recurring. Yeah, maybe this is a this is a recurring thing, and and we're really really elated the fact that we're going to be bringing on one of your red blue married couple, their co chair, and I think that we can't wait for a lot more of these conversations uh, with you guys and Braver Angels, and we will be sure to be putting in our show notes every way that they can connect and and really start with that that one on one. And thank you so much for the work that you guys are doing. Well, we've appreciated this opportunity. So we, obviously, it's very easy for us to passionately talk about this, David, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and very glad to have discovered you all. And let's keep the conversation going. Right, we'll have to have coffee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know a great Yay, place. <laughs> you know a third place. Yes. <laughs> oh, right. look at that. That was a great, like, fifth grade teacher joke. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, thank you so much again. Take care. Be well. 
Third Place Podcast is produced by Podcast Publishing House. If you like what you're hearing, follow us and subscribe at all of your favorite platforms, Apple, Spotify. Also check out the episodes on our website, thirdplacepodcast.com, for additional resources and transcriptions of our episodes. The Third Place is all about continuing the conversation. So make sure you follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Third Place Podcast. There you can check out our weekly co-host Happy Hours on IGTV. And if you like what you're hearing and want to continue to support our work, you can check out our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash third place podcast.